everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Sucky. Today is a sucky day. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. We had to put queso down this morning, so this is our queso episode, I guess. One of many. Yeah, sucks. Uh, she's still awesome, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh... I'll give the kind of medical rundown, and then we'll see what we see. So uh, I was in Austin for four or five days, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, still have a cough. Um, got back really late Sunday night. Was supposed to get back on Monday, and was able to catch an earlier flight. So I got in at like 11 p.m. on Sunday. And uh, got home and was petting Queso. And she looked a little uncomfortable. Like she was just panting more than normal. (coughs) And uh, I was kind of checking her out. And she definitely felt like bloated in the abdomen. Like you'd feel her belly, especially like not the lower part kind of by the back legs but like more up like around the rib cage it felt big and this is a thing that you want to look out for when they have these hemangiosarcomas because um, if they're bleeding into their abdomen it will get puffy like that Uh, and it didn't seem like she was bleeding into it because her gums were not pale which we've talked about (laughs) excuse me in earlier episodes but I was like, you know, Monday's free because I was supposed to be flying home all day Monday. Let me take her up to the vet. So yesterday I took her up and uh, they did another ultrasound and her hemangiosarcoma, the tumor on her spleen, had basically doubled in diameter since I had her into the vet last time, which was maybe 10 days ago. Like, uh, you know, we had found it and I posted about it and that was maybe three weeks ago and uh, I had her into the vet like the week before last, and they looked at it again. And <laughs> excuse me, it was about the same size. And uh, yesterday, I was like, "All right, you know, she feels kind of big." And the doctor came in, and he's like, "Yeah, it does. It really feels bloated in there." And so he took her back, and it had gone from like a little under four centimeters across to eight centimeters across. And basically it was popping her rib out on the right. Like the tumor was so big that it was pushing her liver over and the liver was pushing on the rib cage. And so her rib, uh, at least on the right, was kind of, was popping out to the side and you could feel her whole belly kind of up where those organs are felt really big. And uh, so the vet was like, you know, he did this ultrasound, he saw that. And there was also a little bit of free fluid in her abdomen, which typically means like there's bleeding from the tumor. Not a lot, you know, when they have like acute problems with tumors like this, the tumors rupture and then their abdomens are full of blood. There's like a, that's all it is in there. And it wasn't like that, it was just a little bit, but it did mean it had kind of been intermittently bleeding on and off. And that hadn't, there was no fluid in there, you know, 10 days ago when we had been at the vet. So he basically was like, you know, time is short. Give her whatever she wants. And, you know, here's some things to, like, maybe try to control it. There's a Chinese herb called Yunin Bio, which 
reduces bleeding from these kinds of things. And every vet I've known, when you have a dog with hemangiosarcoma, tells them to take that herb. Um, and so that was that. Uh, so she seemed... That was Monday. Yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was panting more than normal which is common when they're uncomfortable, but she was still, you know, happy and wagging her tail and doing stuff. Uh, really sleepy and also was drinking a ton. But, you know, she's an old dog and, like, those things happen. And so, you know, knowing that the tumor had grown that much in 10 days, like, that's really dramatic. And so, you know, and it's like pushing on her ribs. She's uncomfortable because she's panting. And so... Jared and I were talking last night when we were walking the other dogs and just going like, you know, what's the right time? Because that's ultimately what we have to decide. And like maybe it becomes an acute situation where that tumor ruptures and then there's no choice. Like you don't have to make the decision. But assuming that doesn't happen in the next couple days, when is the right choice? And I feel like we're always kind of on the same page with this. Like it sucks. And, and and waiting for the tumor to rupture is not really an option because then that's terrible and catastrophic <laughs> and like, I mean that's that's terrible for the poor dog. Yeah. I mean she feels like she's dying, right? I mean that's not really where you want to be. And, and look, I mean some people want to do that, like they want to wait, and they're like, if they're still you know okay and not suffering a ton, we're just going to wait for it to rupture. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody does what they have to do, but for me, that's not what I want for them. And so we were kind of talking through that last night. I think we were pretty much on the same page. And what I was saying to you, which I kind of repeat just for like, you know, other people who are gonna have to go through this with their dogs at some point is, you know, with Maggie, she had the same thing. She had a hemangiosarcoma and it had grown you know, over a short amount of time, it hadn't been on the ultrasound at all. And then it was there in a decent size. And, you know, you guys, like we posted a video of her on her last day, like we had her put down in the afternoon and she ate her whole waffle and a whole bunch of snacks and everything. And, you know, she was wagging and happy. She was also struggling a bit. Like she'd been up the whole night before panting and she was now having trouble standing up, which she hadn't had before. Um, so there were clear signs that like she was losing her abilities to kind of interact with the world like she had and she was uncomfortable because she'd been up all night panting and that was sort of the thing that made me go you know if she's uncomfortable enough that she's awake all night it's kind of time and she probably had a few more days of feeling fine like maybe happy and not maybe not in a row But yeah, and this is sort of what I said last night, like, let's say it's the best case. And she had, (coughs) you know, a week where she was going to be happy and wagging and, you know, struggling the way that she was, but still, you know, like not suffering in a deep and intense way. Uh, For me, I have no regrets over those lost four days. You know, if I go like, look, she was up all night panting, she's uncomfortable, she's losing her ability to stand up like she's still happy but she's not deeply suffering this is the right time for me i don't care at all about losing those like extra four days say that she might have been okay i really want to make sure 
that I don't keep her around just to make me happy and then it gets to be too late which is what happened with Riley right like we he was not feeling good for a long time before we put him down and even like the three days before we took him in it was obviously past time you know he was really uncomfortable he was miserable he wasn't eating he wasn't you know he just laid there it was way past time for him and that I deeply regret having him around for those three days I should have just brought him in I have no regrets over losing maybe a couple okay days with Maggie because like I feel like I've done right by her to make that decision that I'm not gonna let her like suffer and struggle to make me feel better because the days I'm gonna remember are like all the days we had and not those four days that become like very risky and bring some suffering on them at the end. And that's sort of what we talked about last night. Uh, knowing that that point was coming for Queso, and I don't think either of us thought it was going to come as fast as it did. Uh, but, Jaredad, you woke up with her, I think, at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, she was panting a lot and uncomfortable, and I thought she might have to go outside, but that didn't help, and so she's, you know, was very panty. And they pant when they're uncomfortable. Right, that's. I mean, they pant for a few reasons, but she wasn't too hot, and she wasn't excited, and she wasn't nervous. Like she, she didn't was, have to go out. Yeah. No, she was uncomfortable. And I woke up with you being up, and I was like, you know, what's going on? And I think we both kind of were like, okay. I mean, this is sort of the parallel to the situation with Maggie. She's now up in the middle of the night. Like, she's either completely exhausted and dead asleep or she's panting and uncomfortable. And, and so it's, it's not like she was going to get better, <laughs> right? This wasn't going to resolve, and she was going to get healthy again and have, and I kept hoping, right, 70 months, but it just wasn't going to happen with this hermangiosarcoma, a word that I... They don't get better. I shouldn't know, but I know too well now. Yeah. Um, they don't get better, and it's going to be catastrophic, and the thing ruptures, and they die if... That's the best case scenario. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you just have to go like, there's absolutely nothing we can do. There's nothing that's gonna get better. We can't go like, well, let's see, maybe it'll improve. Like it's not, that tumor's growing every day and it's growing pretty fast. I mean, it's growing half a centimeter a day. And if they take it out, it comes back. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't an option with queso, but even with a younger dog, if they do that surgery, most of the time they live two or three months after that surgery, and that's if it's like a five-year-old healthy dog. Queso wouldn't have even been able to do surgery, so there's just nothing to do. It's gonna keep growing. It's gonna keep pushing her organs out of the way and pushing on her ribs and make her uncomfortable. So, you know, at whatever, 4 a.m., I think we were both like, okay, it's probably time. Uh, You know, and I think it's like with Maggie, like, I think there's a, a world where if we didn't do it this morning, she would have stuck around for a few days and wouldn't have had some kind of catastrophic rupture. She just would have been increasingly sort of uncomfortable and still able to like engage in a happy way, but also like not feeling great. Yeah, and so it's sort of trading off <laughs> her discomfort for our discomfort, right? Then that's yeah. a tough... 
that's tough. It's always easier in hindsight to say good, bad, should have, could have, would have. Yeah, and I mean, no, no judgment if you end up doing that. Like, we ended up doing that with Riley. Like, we made him suffer for a few days because we weren't, like, we just couldn't get there. And it's, we wanted what was best for him, but we also just, like, couldn't believe that, like, he'd been going along for so long, like, slowly decreasing, and now he all of a sudden had hit this point where it's like he couldn't even stand up anymore. fell off the cliff, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I... The way that it goes for me is ideally like this, which is like you have some sign that things have taken a downturn. She w- even last week she wasn't panting through the middle of the night. So no, there's she was sleeping like a baby. Yeah, sleep- she was very tired, mm-hmm. but she's not panting through the night. No, she was sleeping. Yeah, and so it's like we diagnostically knew. Okay, this tumor is a lot bigger. It's bleeding a little bit. It's pushing her organs around it's pushing her ribs around she's uncomfortable and now we've sort of hit this milestone with her where she's not really able to sleep all night because she's so uncomfortable and you look in her eyes like she didn't look like she was in pain or suffering riley did yeah riley looked really sad uh she didn't look like that i mean she you know this morning we made her waffles at like 4 15 in the morning and uh you know, took her out and she was wagging her tail and she was really happy to be with us. She didn't look like she was in a lot of pain and like, that's good. You know, for me, it's like you get this sign. Okay. Like things are really taking a downward turn and better to do it a couple of days early than to do it a day late because like making them suffer for a day, just cause like you can't deal with it. Like that feels like a, I know that's a thing I don't want to do. And, you know, I don't want the dog to die in the house. Right. It, not because, not like, they're in the house, but, like, I don't want them to get to the point where their situation is so bad that they die in the house. Again, like, no judge. People have to make their own decisions with their own pets. But for me, I, I don't want to eke out, like, every last minute that I can, even if the quality is low. I want them to have you know, the best quality life that they can. And I mean, when, (coughs) when I die, when I'm sick and dying, I want to be able to make exactly the same choice for myself that I made for her. You know, I want to find that time where I'm like, okay, I'm not suffering intensely, but things are not going to get better. And I don't have a ton of time left. And I'm not happy with how things are and then like make that choice and be done. Like I would love to have the option for myself that is exactly the one that I picked for her. Yeah. But it's, that's the weird thing about dogs, right? That we have the (coughs) capacity to decide that for the dog. The dog can't like make their own decisions, go to the doctor themselves. Yeah. They can't tell you, but it's also just kind of a responsibility and you don't want to make it wrong and you want to try to do it what's best for them and not what's best for you or what's most convenient or whatever else. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you made a very poignant comment at some point this morning before we took her in, which was, you know, her whole life, she basically was just told like, just endure this. Suck it up. Just go out in the backyard, 
we're not going to take care of you. Just like deal with it. Stop bothering us. And we have never done that to her. And we shouldn't do that to her at the end to be like, suck it up and endure this for us. Which is not a way I had framed it in my head, but I thought was really useful. Because I, I think the ability to spare them from like the really worst suffering is just like, it's such a gift that we can give them. Like it's so amazing that we have this option to spare them from that. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine actually the dying part is good for any living thing yeah with a consciousness and a soul and the way it happens in a you know vet's office is very controlled and they're asleep and then you know like they give they them sort of end, end the life yeah it's but it's not like this half an hour of terror feeling your organs shut down or something i mean i don't yeah. know look i've never died so i don't yeah. know but it i don't know that dying naturally <laughs> is a pleasant experience and especially not if it's suffering for a few days beforehand i mean that's not again this is sort of philosophical when it comes to humans but for for dogs we've got to make that decision yeah and we have the capacity to make it better and it's so peaceful i mean we've put a lot of dogs down we've put a lot of dogs down in the last 12 months and certainly way too many too many uh and certainly in our lives and it has always been such a peaceful and like relieving experience that like you bring them in and they give them an IV and then they give them that propofol, which is, you know, if you've been under anesthetic, you've probably got it. It's white. And it's kind of the first thing that you get that, you know, actually makes you go to sleep. They get that before, you know, the actual euthanasia shot. And when they're really suffering, like you see, them get that and some vets will also will give them like a sedative before that maggie had one of those you see all of that suffering that they've kind of been carrying along go away like you see them queso just totally visibly relaxed and she was you could tell i don't know i was interpreting right that she'd just been holding it together and she'd been so tense for so many years and that was like very relaxed. I don't know. It's nice. I, I think that's true of every dog we have put down that like you get so used to them because they're so stoic, right? And you get so used she to them. She was very stoic. Holding it together because she had bad arthritis. I mean, she couldn't stand up by herself, you know, for months, right? Like she'd occasionally get up, but mostly we'd have to pick her up. Like she was she not was comfortable. Just, she didn't like walking really. It was <laughs> no. all like very hard. She was hard working yeah she was tired and she was sore and she was stoic and they get that shot and you just see like their whole body relax and like their whole mind relax and you see how much they've been carrying and it goes away and that's just passing out that isn't, yeah, like, that's just going alive. to sleep. That, there's that still... would have been just like, that could have been a good sleeping thing for her. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've had, you know, a number of medical procedures, and I've had this drug before, <laughs> and uh, the propofol that they give them at the beginning, it's an ext- this is the thing that Michael Jackson overdosed on. Uh, it's extremely relaxing. Like, even if you just get a shot of that and you wake up, like, you feel like you've had the best sleep of your life, and you're so relaxed, like, it... 
you know, I mean, they give it to you for a reason. Like it feels really good and relaxing and that's what you give them. And you see all of that suffering that they've been dealing with go away and they're asleep and then they get the euthanasia shot. And so there's no confusion and there's no struggle. It's just like you get to see them be relieved of everything they've been carrying before you see them on their way out. And man, I hope I have that option when it's my time to just be like, yeah, like I'm done. Like, let me have that peaceful way out that we've been able to give them. No, I'm not doing it. I'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to, if anyone would like to be my medical guardian when I get old and, uh, Make I don't sure know I this is something administered. Let me know. I want someone who's volunteering for. <laughs> no offense. I, I got no problem. The person who volunteers for this time. might not be the best person to do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was very relaxed. And the, the vet that we have down here, they have an acupuncture room like Ugh. in the place. Jeez. It, and so that's where they put us. And so, I mean, it's got like a little water, actually a big giant water fountain and like plants and crystals and whatever else but it's very relaxing it was terrible no kleenex at there were no kleenex my sleeves got a big workout (laughs) it was it was but i mean it was a very it was a peaceful room right it wasn't like this yeah well they don't i guess people don't cry during acupuncture jeez no excuse Uh, us nothing wrong with the sterile vet examining room which is where every other dog that we've had has been put down but i thought this was i i had seen that room with in there the before. kleenex i know but i had been like that would be like if you have to put your dog down like that would be a nice place to do it where it's just like it's very they did have a water relaxing. feature yeah it was a I mean, it's supposed trickling. to be it's like a little spa room like a gong i mean it was very nice <laughs> they did not ring the gong they didn't ring the gong which <laughs> might as well have had a gong yeah yeah i don't think there actually was one but yeah i mean that was nice and they were i mean so we we got up at three thirty. i think we finally left the house around five probably, got up there around yeah, six yeah. um and we probably spent an hour there we spent quite a bit of time with her before, and they another thing they haven't had before. They gave us like a little, uh, like, clicker. Yeah, they called it a bell, but it's basically just a button, and it's you know I think it rings an electric tone for them when you push it. So it's like take all the time you want when you're ready for us. Like push the button. We pushed the button, and she was like, right there, came in. Yeah. <laughs> Talked us through it, and then was like, take all the time you want. And again. Everyone in every vet's office I've ever been in is super nice. Yeah. Loves animals. Yeah. Um, and we stayed there for a long time after she was done. I think I needed a lot of time. It's so much better than human medicine. It really is. That like part medicine, certainly is. They'd usher you out. You'd be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm in grief. No, no, you got to go. It's Health insurance doesn't pay for this part. Yeah. I mean, when my grandfather died, my mom's dad I was at the hospital and he had just a ton of stuff wrong with him. And, uh, it was the whole experience was sort of ghastly, I think, you know, nothing to do with him. Just like the he was hooked up system. to all of these yeah. tubes and, and the nurses were all, you know, very compassionate, but there was like, you know, there were a lot of people there and, you know, he was, uh, he wasn't conscious, but you could tell he wasn't 
wasn't good for him. No, it wasn't good. And then you just got to wait, right? You can't just be like, I mean, he's, he was dying, right? That's why everybody was there with the dog. Like you get to give them this shot, like make them feel relaxed and then let it be done. And with a human, you just have to wait. And well, yeah, because the, we are the keeper of the dog and we can make that decision. You, you're not the keeper of (coughs) your grandpa, right? Or over another human being. It's a tough, it's, ethically a little bit complicated well i am going to make sure when i'm to that point i'm going to die in a state that has legal euthanasia because it is a gift that you can spare people like that kind of ghastly lingering that so many humans have to go through you'll probably do a plane crash or something (laughs) crash a plane very dramatic get eaten by a shark I mean, you know, if that's how I go, it's fine. But you like, pet, he, she pet that great white. The <laughs> second time was fine. The third time was fine. The fourth time, he ate her. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a good story. She did not have to pet him again. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, if I if I'm just like normal, <laughs> sick and dying, uh, I'll break into my vet's office and steal some of that medicine yeah. and give it to myself. Maybe it'll be like, oh, she did the ultra marathon and she just had to go back and pet that shark again. <laughs> I like these dramatic just views. Had to that go you back. Have, oh, come on. You don't live like a boring, normal <laughs> life. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> in any case, that, that was that for queso. Cocktail of the week. We're just drinking raw and unfiltered rum. Because we have raw and unfiltered lives right now. Right now, I'm feeling a little unfiltered and raw. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am... And I felt like this sort of with Riley, too. Uh, I mean, like, Kesa was an awesome dog. She didn't connect with us as deeply as some of the other dogs I don't know, man. She just wasn't... You know, like, she wouldn't come up and do butt rubs and be like... Uh, flipping her head on us. This is not to like say that losing queso is not as hard as losing the rest of them. She was just sort of in her head a little bit more than our other dogs. But with her and Riley, who I bonded with, you know, really deeply, even in the short amount of time, I felt relieved with both of them. Like with Riley, we waited too long and it was just such a relief to not see him suffering. And with queso... We'd been in fear for months now that something bad was going to happen to her. Yeah. Like something catastrophic would happen, right? She'd bleed out or she'd something else, right? A lung or... Or she's going to go the way that Riley did, which also was terrible. She had kidney disease stage three into four, I mean, she was progressing the same way that he was on that. She stopped eating well, which is, for a golden retriever, unusual. I mean, you've seen the tree towns that we have that, you know... Kesa would refuse some treats, yeah. which is like not done. Yeah. So like she's she's going down the path that Riley went down, and we know how hard that one was. And then she also has this tumor, and we've had dogs die from those, and that's also not good. Right. So, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time crying today, but I am also grateful that we were able to spare her that at least some of the possible ends that I was worried about for her. And part of this, I think, is that I'm just sort of like still kind of numb and in shock about the whole thing. And I'll start yeah. crying real hard and real frequently in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, 
probably <laughs> more and more frequently. Yeah. A couple nights before, well, a couple nights ago, I guess, Kezo was... Kezo had taken to like sleeping outside sometimes on Sleeps the porch, out on the porch yeah. with the door open, right? So she can, she's 10 feet from our bed. It's just through two doorways. Yeah. And the doors are open so she can come in. Yeah. yeah. Although she never really came in the bedroom no. very much, but she could, yeah, come, come in and out. But then Venk would sleep out with her. Yeah. Venk, Venk never sleeps out on that porch, but no, she was Venk sleeping No, Venk is always in our bedroom by on the dog bed or doing other stuff. But yeah. she would hang out with Queso. So that may have been a sign. Who knows, Venk? Yeah. You don't know much, but you know. She's not nice. a very smart dog in the conventional sense, but she's incredibly like empathetic and knows what's going on. She's a good little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Everyone else has been, everyone on internets you all have been very nice and very supportive and it's been very heartening yeah thank you we can't uh we can't really like all of your comments like twitter shuts it down after a while if i like too much yeah um like you're not allowed to like too much what kind of yeah. life lesson is that you're it thinks you're, you're a bot you're too nice you're you're <laughs> it's, it's exactly the opposite isn't it your heart's too big so yeah. we'll shut you down and uh so you know we put queso down this morning and i posted about it and then I got a call this afternoon from uh, the place with our P.O. box. And they're like, we got some flowers for you. And I was like, okay, nice. I can think of a few people who sent flowers. Maybe it's from them. And we went in and picked it up, and it was from Qdoba. <laughs> Which is a corporation, not a person. <laughs> and they've, I mean, they've been so fun to interact with online. Someone in their social media team has a big heart. Yeah. I mean, they have been like huge Queso fans and they retweet her all the time and they've sent her presents and like, one, I legit love Qdoba. <laughs> like, it's so delicious. Yeah, no, no kidding. And uh, so like that itself is fun. Like, I love your food and you love my dog and to have this sort of internet friendship with them and like they've, you know, they've never asked us to do anything. You know, they're just like, we love your dog named Queso and we're going to retweet right. her and send her presents. And uh, the fact that it, we started it to tweet tweak Matt Nelson was only like, you know, a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So between like me posting at whatever, 8 a.m. And I think we got that call at like 3 p.m. They had flowers sent to us. Some, like some anonymous person on there at Cordova has got a big Someone heart. on the Cordova social you. media team. Uh, that was such a nice thing. Like we... It really was fun interacting with them through Queso. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been cute that they sent her presents, but, like, you know, they're not, like, tell the world that we sent you flowers. It was just, like, a really nice, like, yeah. we're really sorry you're going through this. Um, so that was pretty nice of them. That was really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But everyone else has been super supportive and super nice. Most Everyone gets it. Yeah. And I, I have read... I think, I mean, all of the comments up until last time I went in, but there's, I think there's 2,500 comments on Instagram and maybe 4,000 on Twitter, uh, which is lovely. And I'm reading all of them, but I, if I don't respond to you, it's not because I didn't read it. It's just because like, I, I mean, at one second each, that's a lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to kind of like as much as I can and respond, but uh, we are happily overwhelmed with all of your support and it really feels nice. I'm sorry, I can't respond to everybody. Yeah. Um, I have a couple other queso-related things, but it's go there. roll. So I was in Austin this week, 
this past week. What do they have there? What do they eat there? Uh, I ate like half a gallon of queso. I ate an embarrassing <laughs> amount of queso. I got there. Oh, you also ran like 40 miles. I did run a lot, which is good because I ate so much queso. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I'd like order, you know, you can get like DoorDash or whatever, all of these kind of like meal delivery things brought to your hotel room. And once I realized that, like, I don't need to order room service. I can just get like DoorDash to bring me whatever I want. Uh, vast worlds opened up to me to sample regional cuisine when I go places. Yeah, people may not realize this, but this is a novelty for us because you can't do that where we live here in the Keys. No, there's no, absolutely no food delivery to our house I mean, of there's any time. barely UPS and FedEx. Yeah, you cannot get a pizza delivered. You can't get any food delivered here. You can't here. get a pizza delivery. No. Can you, uh, this is the original delivery. You can't call up Pizza Hut or Domino's. Pizza or Hut even will be like, like a local place. Pizza Hut will be like, oh, we're 35 minutes away. Come yeah. get it. No. So there's there's nothing. Um, and it's like we'd use that in Maryland all the time. Oh, we yeah. We have, you know, stuff delivered. Um, but, yeah, when I'm on, like, on the road and I'm not staying near any place where I can just, like, walk to a restaurant, like, those things are great. And so it's like I got there and I had queso and a couple tacos delivered. And I'm like, I won't eat all this queso. <laughs> And of course, I ate all the time. Okay, so it was lunchtime. And then I guess it was dinner the first night. Oh, no, no, no. They got in really late the first night. Lunch the first day. And then I ordered exactly the same thing for dinner the first day. So I had another giant thing of queso. And then I didn't have queso for lunch the next day because I was running, but I did have it for dinner. And then I had it for lunch and for dinner the next day. If you're in Austin, <laughs> have some queso. Uh, but when I was out doing my very long run on Saturday, uh, I'm running around the Colorado River, Colorado River. I think it's also called Ladybird Lake, even though it's not a lake. It's dammed up. It is. It's dammed. Whatever. I mean, it's basically the river. Dammed. So I'm running around that, and there's always a ton of dogs down there. I like Austin has a, a huge dog culture, a lot of golden retrievers, and uh, some stop into yes, like pet some dogs. That's right. Yeah, I pet a lot of goldens, and it w I came up at one point on this. There's like three people, I think clearly a husband and wife, and then like another guy, and they had like a baby stroller, carriage. Yeah. yeah, a little stroller, and two golden retrievers, big giant head golden retrievers. And I was like, oh my God, can I pet your dogs? And they're like, yeah, of course. So I'm like up there petting the dogs, and they're all like loving on Scratching me. Scratching their butts. Yep. And they're like, this one's Haas. And I'm like, hi, Haas. And they're like, this one's Queso. And I'm like, Drip. wait, what's his name? His name is Queso. And I was like, I also have a dog named Queso. Can I take his picture? I'm like, because I didn't take pictures of all these dogs, so I don't right. want to be that creepy person, like, <laughs> take a picture of your dog. But they're like, yeah, of course. And I, like, texted Jared out. I'm like, guess what this dog's name is? I was like, happy? It's Queso. It's Queso. So. It was a very, very happy looking dog. <laughs> he was a very happy dog. And then I saw them again another time. So I got to see Austin Queso couple times so that was pretty cool i think my next comment was this is why we need an rv yeah <laughs> he would look good in our rv i have been shopping for rvs they online. can't chase you if they have a stroller no that's right <laughs> it's a choice between their baby and their dog <laughs> we will win i promise we're not going to steal anybody's dog all right probably not on friday fine uh, so I was in Austin for two things. I did a speaking event on Friday for the Texas Realtors. And then I did a TED Talk on Sunday. And uh, the TED Talk, when it's online, I'll let you all know. And uh, 
but Friday was like one of these paid events that I do, and I talk to realtor groups a lot. Another photo I got. Yeah, and uh, so I give these talks to these groups, and then I hang around because usually people have questions and comments and stuff afterwards. So I did. I think I was like the last talk of the day before the reception on Friday, and uh, so I'm hanging out, you know, talking to people about. People want to say how awesome you are too. They want to tell you that. Some people do just want to tell me that I'm awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, you know, smart people with smart good judgment, awesome. uh, you know, other people just have, you know, questions or like, how do I make this thing work? And so, uh, <laughs> make my iPad bigger, <laughs> more like, uh, I don't really understand how to get on Snapchat. Can you oh help me? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I do set up my the, account. Really? Yeah. Sometimes. Jeez. Yep. Uh, but whatever, right? Like they pay me good money to You're come do these. You're everyone's niece. That's hilarious. Yep. And so, you know, if people want help from me afterwards, I'm happy. <laughs> I stick around as long as people want to talk to me. So even if it's tech support, that's great. Whatever. I mean, it's like very good pay to give these talks. And I want <laughs> I want the organizations to get the maximum benefit. I didn't benefit. realize you were setting up people's accounts. I mean, it's not like, it's not every time. But yeah, totally. Help How people. do I make the writing bigger? Yeah, or like set up VPNs for people. So oh. I absolutely have changed font sizes before, oh taught people how to take selfies. Goodness. Yeah. Take selfies. How do I take a selfie? Like, let's do one. Nice. You push this button. Well, you push this button. That's very interesting. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I'm like hanging around talking to people, and the room's you know pretty much emptied out, and uh, there's a couple guys I'm talking to, and then I see somebody standing off to the side in a t-shirt this woman's looking at me talking to me and i'm like okay i hear what you've said um i can't talk to you anymore because this guy over here is wearing one of our queso is awesome sweatshirts he's wearing a shirt that said queso is awesome it's the exact same shirt as yours that's got like the little yep. like speaking bubble queso yeah. is awesome it was not tie-dye that was like a black sweatshirt and i was like you come over here and give me a hug. <laughs> this guy's name was Bob. I don't know if you listen to podcast Bob, but you were just like the highlight of my visit to see like a case of his awesome shirt in the wild. And he's a lot of joy. It was so good. So we took a couple selfies. I didn't post them because I didn't ask him for permission, but, um, yes, it was like so wonderful. Like there, there have occasionally been times where I've done these professional events and there's someone in the audience who knows who the girls are. But mostly generationally, it's not, it's not people who follow the golden ratio. There've been occasional that's true yeah no they i mean i mostly talk to people who are older than me and and bob huh. uh is older than me uh he made a point of pointing that out he's like i'm one of your older fans okay <laughs> 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 um but yeah he it was just clearly good judgment and so, good taste so good to see him and see his case that was awesome to see and that's great he stuck around to talk to me so those are my little stories from austin was one there was another one was that those queso, the queso the dog and queso the sweatshirt oh yep uh and i ate a lot of queso i mean i ate a lot of queso it was delish you have big eyes when you're saying this it's, i mean this is not good. a bad memory for you <laughs> at all <laughs> like i i probably wouldn't survive if i lived on that diet for a long time but for three days it was fine a lot of people today have said uh they're gonna eat some queso or go to Cadoba and eat some queso in honor of queso which I think is a very good way of dealing with this. Yes, I think it's I think wonderful. You, you got to work through it. That's combining with delicious food is probably not the worst thing at all. Yep, for sure. No. 
um, through the 12 stages of grief or whatever the hell i eat a lot of my theory grief. there is yeah yeah i drink a lot of my grief okay <laughs> turns out raw and unfiltered <laughs> jared has on his second glass it's a small it's a very small <laughs> glass a small glass um all right anything you want to add we can we've talked for a long time i don't think german there's some almost like a trite saying that heart rhymes with ache in german hats oh. und schmerz yeah so if you love someone it's usually like boppy teeny songs that rhyme it's heart kind of like there's schmerz. no i in team well it's like you know the any every romance after the romance follows the heartbreak right yeah but it is a thing. Like, if you love something enough, it's going to hurt you in the end. Like, there's always... This is this is the sucky part. Yeah. Having her around was so good. She and was now, just such, like, a big moppet <sighs> teddy bear So, like, dog. wise and patient and zen-like and like a... Zero fucks. Like a giant, you know, Tibetan monk or something. <laughs> like, she's so wise. Like Dalai Lama, but... You know, 250 pounds of Dalai Lama. <laughs> like and, she just lovey. Yeah, but also <laughs> like just you know content and yeah, like made the best of things and enjoyed just wandering around chasing birds and yep, sometimes eating them. But she spat it back out. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't eat that bird. She, she spit just it back out. Put it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, carried it around a little mouth. bit. And here she was just like super happy, rolling on her back and. Sniffing the flowers, you know, that's that's pretty good. I mean, a lot of people would be like, you can never take queso away from the Keys because, like, she's so happy, so much happier in the Keys than any place yeah, else. Yeah, so and it was fitting, I guess, that she didn't have to leave. I mean, I think it's good that, like, if if she's going to die someplace, this was the place for that. If her heart happen. was here, that's good. Yep, so her, uh, her box of ashes is going to stay here. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well... I'm sorry that we have a sad episode, but this is the reality of having a bunch of old dogs. Yep. And apparently yep. the reality of us, this is number four with Buttercup in the la- since last April. Sucky year. Sucky 12-month yeah. period. Let's, let's have another year without Jasmine, Swizzle. I'm looking at you two. Pull yourselves together. Yep. Keep her moving. Keep her moving. Bank, don't do anything stupid. Bank's likely like freaking electrocute herself or something. Just being a ding dong hops stay away from the shipping lanes Hugs. thank you <laughs> all right well next week we'll be better yeah don't well funnier it. i don't know we're pretty good right now yeah it'll be happier next week i just mean quality content this yeah raw and unfiltered Jen. indeed for sure uh don't put anyone unless they ask you to <sighs> bite them who cares what's the, what's the worst that could happen <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters anyway. Just bite him. Bye. Bye.